Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer, and welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Thursday, August 10th, 2023. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, House Republicans inch closer to impeaching President Joe Biden. Number two, the White House is readying a new Ukraine funding request. And number three, Speaker Kevin McCarthy heads to Jackson Hole for a big fundraising retreat. All right, let's get into it. The top story this morning in Punchbowl News AM is a look at how tucked inside a memo released by House Oversight Committee Chair James Comer on Wednesday is one of the clearest signs yet that a potential House GOP impeachment inquiry into President Joe Biden is coming this fall. Quote, President Biden's family is the vehicle to receive bribery payments is what Republicans are asserting on the third page of the memo, which detailed, quote, over $20 million in payments from foreign oligarchs to shell companies controlled by Hunter Biden and his business associates. It's a stunning claim for Comer to make, and it isn't backed up by any evidence of any bribe given to Joe Biden, at least none so far. Yet the repeated allegations by Comer against Biden show the direction House Republicans are moving in on an impeachment inquiry. Up to this point, Republicans haven't tied any official actions by Biden as vice president to the money received by Hunter Biden, other family members, or their business associates. The Republicans' basic thrust is that there has to be corruption or something illegal going on because it all seems so sordid. Speaker Kevin McCarthy, who called for a Biden impeachment inquiry and then backed off, tweeted Wednesday, Breaking the ongoing investigation from at GOP oversight reveals the Bidens took over $20 million from oligarchs in Russia, Kazakhstan, and Ukraine while Joe Biden was VP. The Biden Inc. business model, get rich from foreign money, evade taxes, prosecute political rivals. McCarthy is lumping together several issues here. The money paid to Hunter Biden and his associates, Hunter Biden's stalled plea agreement for two federal tax violations, plus a gun charge, and the criminal indictments of former President Donald Trump. We'll also note that Trump called for Biden's impeachment and said he'd back primary challengers to those House GOP lawmakers who don't vote for it, which makes McCarthy's statement somewhat more problematic. The White House and Democrats are very aware of the new argument by oversight Republicans. They accuse Comer of moving the goalposts in his Biden investigation. Their take, which goes partially unsaid, is that as bad as this looks for the Bidens, nothing has been uncovered, is illegal, improper, or impeachment-worthy. All right, let's move on to the number two story of the morning. The White House is readying new Ukraine disaster relief funding. It is expected to formally ask Congress later today to provide new funds for Ukraine and disaster relief programs, setting up yet another appropriations fight on the Hill come September. We scooped in Wednesday's PM edition. The White House will seek supplemental funding totaling $12 billion for disaster relief and $13 billion for defense-related priorities, principally the war in Ukraine. That puts a price tag for this package above $25 billion, with the exact figure still fluctuating ahead of the official release. In the Senate... Majority Leader Chuck Schumer and Minority Leader Mitch McConnell have already publicly committed to backing votes on a supplemental funding package that includes both foreign and domestic emergency spending. Importantly, this would allow lawmakers to skirt the budget caps that were agreed to as part of the recent debt limit deal. 
Schumer and McConnell made that pledge after Senate GOP defense hawks raised concerns that President Joe Biden's budget caps deal with Speaker Kevin McCarthy significantly underfunded the Pentagon, at least in their view. So getting this through the Senate shouldn't be an issue, although, as we've discussed many times on this podcast, the upper chamber has little floor time to spare this fall. But it's far from certain that Congress will be able to approve Biden's forthcoming request. McCarthy has said he won't support going above the agreed-upon spending caps for defense, and his conference is filled with Ukraine skeptics. Last month alone, 70 House Republicans voted to cut off aid to Ukraine. Given the likelihood that Congress will need to pass a continuing resolution to keep the government funded past September 30th, Supplemental funding bill could hitch a ride on any short-term spending bill. This would allow both chambers to more efficiently process the legislation, and it could mitigate some of the political risks McCarthy faces in putting the supplemental on the floor as a standalone bill. Already, some lawmakers are publicizing their demands for the supplemental. Vermont's congressional delegation, for example, is calling on Biden to include robust funding to help their state recover from a recent spat of historic flooding. A broader group of New England senators issued a similar plea on Wednesday. All right, let's move on to the number three story of the morning. We've got all the details on Speaker Kevin McCarthy and how he's hosting more than 300 major donors at his annual retreat next week in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. First of all, this retreat, August 14th through the 16th, is the most widely attended one that McCarthy has hosted. He first held this event in 2019. Here are some of the details. McCarthy, House Majority Leader Steve Scalise, House Majority Whip Tom Emmer, and House Republican Conference Chair Elise Stefanik will give a legislative update. That's going to be moderated by Representative John James, the Republican from Michigan. McCarthy will also give a political update with NRCC Chair Richard Hudson and Congressional Leadership Fund President Dan Constan. Reps. Jay Obernolt, Stephanie Bice, Julie Letlow, and Max Miller will give a briefing on artificial intelligence. There's also going to be a panel on the state of the economy. Many, many House Republicans are going to be in attendance, including Oversight Committee Chair James Comer, House Ways and Means Committee Chair Jason Smith, and House Judiciary Committee Chair Jim Jordan. With that, thanks so much for listening. We appreciate it. If you like The Daily Punch, please share it on social media. It's the best way for folks to find out about us. You can go deeper on all of these topics I talked about this morning by signing up for our free morning newsletter at punchbowl.news. All it takes is your email address. Have a safe day.